Welcome to Above and Below, a Salt Life podcast, where we're going to be exploring above and below the surface. We'll take in a deep dive into the world of fishing, diving, and surfing. Every week, we're going to sit down with experts to learn more about them and get their freshest, hottest takes on all things salty. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to Above and Below, a Salt Life podcast. I'm your host, Kieran Anderson, and today we have Skipper Gentry on back with us. How are you, Skipper? Doing good, buddy. Doing good. How are you? Good, dude. Uh, so you were just telling me you moved to Costa Rica. You're living on a boat. Give me the rundown. Well, we bought a boat here, and I told Kelly, I was like, yeah, we're, it's just a boat. We're just having to Costa Rica. It's, a lot of people have boats in marinas. No big deal. Um, then a couple weeks later, you know, we move into our house on February 1st, right up on the mountain here overlooking the Pacific, so we're real pumped. So uh, we've kind of moved. Our, we're going to be fishing and surfing here and relaxing. <laughs> that's so sick it's in uh, we, so we still have our operation you know in the bahamas clay's yeah. there uh doing handling that kind of stuff doing the bone fishing and the whole lodge deal and we'll be uh we'll be on this side most of the year uh in the pacific traveling and surfing i mean it's traveling and fishing a little surfing and then uh we'll go back probably do north carolina for the spring summer tournaments like the big tournaments like the big rock blue marlin tournament those kind of tournaments and then uh after rainy season, come back, come back down here to Costa Rica. Give us a little overview on where you're from, where you started, and everything about you. So yeah, I'm from Morehead City, North Carolina originally. Uh, I just grew up in a fishing family and uh, been on the boats, traveling my whole life. So it's just kind of natural. This is what I like to do, and I decided to uh, to make a living doing it. You know, my dad always says I should have should have taken you around the law offices or the hospitals or you know, <laughs> so you wanted to become a doctor, or lawyer, but. I hung around the marinas and the boats and beach. And so uh, kind of figured out a way to make a living fishing. Yeah, you kind of just grew up frothing out on fishing and then became a, yeah. a captain. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So now we've got uh, four, we're four uh, no, we're at three or four boats right now. And, um, you know, a couple of flats boats on the East Coast or in the Bahamas. And we just sold uh, a sport, our big sport fish over there, I guess a month ago or a few weeks ago bought this boat in october in in the pacific and uh we're currently gonna be looking for another boat to put on the atlantic side as well how big so is that boat that you got 58 58 wow. feet nice mm-hmm. the other one's the 60 so that that size is a good all around small enough to get in places or shallow it's big enough to travel stay on you know you can have capabilities of making ice making you know turning salt water into fresh water you know so you've got all the capabilities of travel and and stay on the boat, you know, with a group of people like, you know, Clay and Kelly and our friends and stuff. You know, we got, we can sleep six to eight people pretty easy if we go to like the Panama or something like that. So, uh, you know, it's a good boat. I'm, I'm excited for it. We got some work to do on it, of course, like you always do. But uh, after this first season here this spring, we'll, we'll do some, put it in the boat yard, do some work on it and get it ready. But uh, yeah, you know, we're, we're over here. We're excited. Saturday is going to be our first day fishing in the Pacific on this boat. And then uh, we've got the uh, Rockstar Tournament starting next weekend. So, what is that uh, that's a big, about? It's just a big billfish tournament, you know, oh, okay. uh, held over here in, in Capos, Costa Rica. So, uh, yeah, it, it's, it's all billfish releases, you know, dolphin and tuna as well, or mahi-mahi, whatever you want to call it, dorado here. Um, and so uh, Clay and everybody flies in on Wednesday or Thursday, and we start fishing uh, Friday. So, so it would be good to have the whole gang back together and, and doing it over here. <laughs> so how, how long have you been a captain? 
I've been, I've had my own boat my whole life. I mean, I had to start out like a seven foot plastic boat. Uh, so I've been, you know, moved to a 13 whaler, then a 23 Mako or whatever, and kind of sold a boat, moved up a little bit each time. And I think I found 60 feet is right there. And the, I keep having the same size, last three boats, all the same size. But uh, so I've been doing it my whole life. Got my captain's license probably 15 years ago. You know, so I, I haven't been making a living fishing, you know, except for the last 13, 14 years. I moved to the Bahamas and 12 years ago. What's that, what's that process like getting your captain's license? It, it's pretty brutal, right? Yeah, it's pretty extensive. Uh, you can get your six pack, which is, you know, I think a week long course. The, the testing's pretty in, intense. Um, and then based on your hours and, and mile, you know, time spent certain miles offshore at sea, you can, and, and more testing and, and courses, you can get to a hundred ton license, which means you can take more than six people on larger boats, just, more complex. Um, I've got a hundred ton license. That's all I need for what I do running around, uh, you know, pretty, pretty close to the beach here. Furthest we'll go offshore. Like, well, last year we, we crossed, went to Mexico. So we crossed, um, the Gulf of Mexico over the top of Cuba and went into Mexico. So we were pretty far offshore for that. But here, um, 110, 120 miles offshore is the furthest we'll go. So we'll go and spend a couple of days offshore. There's seamounts offshore of Costa Rica. Uh, about 100 miles, it comes right up, a little shallow. And uh, the fishing is just insane there. Oh, really? So we'll go out, like, let's say we leave after dinner time um, here in Costa Rica. Leave, chug out, because you want to save fuel for that far run. And you wake up in the morning, or I don't, because I'm running the boat all night. But in the morning <laughs> time, we're offshore. We're, we're 100 miles out and on these uh, seamounts. We'll start fishing. We'll fish all day, spend the night out there again, fish the next day. And then after the fishing's finished, we'll just chug back to Capos and get back in the morning. So uh, a lot of nighttime, ra- you know, watching the radar, just being being aware of your surroundings the whole time. You know, like Absolutely. The, uh, yeah. Our, our trip to Mexico last year was, I think it was like 40, 40 some hours straight. You know, just chugging 40-some hours. It got rough there at the end. Um, that was a long, tire, tiresome trip. But, you know, like the whole time we're doing logs, like every hour of our, our position, all the engine stats, you know, the temperatures and pressures and stuff like that. So we keep a, we keep a continuous log on all that the whole time. What's the process like starting a charter business? Is it pretty, pretty gnarly? I mean, you know, that, that's kind of a – depending on where you are, what you're fishing for, I mean – whether it's lakes, like I know if you want to be a guide in, say, Isla Mirada and the Keys, you're fishing the Everglades National Park. So there's other, other, other licenses you have to get to be able to go in the park, you know, if you're federal fishing. So that's kind of a question I don't think I could – I would never want anybody to say, well, I saw this on a podcast or YouTube thing, and that's all I had to have because if you're doing federal fisheries, if you're out of the country, you know, like certain – Yeah, there's so places, many rules and regulations. I mean, as an American or a foreigner, you can't do stuff. So it's just check with whatever it is, but mainly just captain's license, your boat, insurance, crew, everybody needs to be covered. And, and I suggest, you know, you got to pay to fish a lot before you can get paid to fish. You know, not, maybe not pay someone to take you fishing, but buy a boat and spend time, you know, fishing. I mean, learn it, you know, because people are paying you for your expertise. You know, you're, you're not, it's not time to learn when you're getting paid, you know, so go do a, we had a kid, uh, 
man, we have a lot of people reach out to us through social media. Hey, I want to come work for you. You know, the dream they see on Instagram or Facebook is pictures of calm days and fish or whatever. But, you know, it's a lot that goes into it. You know, just because we got a beautiful view and stuff doesn't mean our work is is glamorous. You know, it's still hot engine rooms or in the case of owning a lodge, flats boats, you know, breaking down or, you know, doing laundry. I mean, I got a great view out the house of the crystal clear water, but we're still <laughs> cleaning the house, you know. So, yeah. No, but, I get uh, it, yeah. <laughs> But, you know, it's, it is what it is. I mean, I love it. But like I said, the best thing to do is we had this kid reach out. Sorry, back to that. Had this kid reach out and he spoke really well. He was like, he was only 16 years old. He's from North Carolina, but he was like, he just wrote it up really well. that he wanted to, wanted to, hey, can I come? I work for free. I would just want to intern as a like second or third mate, whatever. He usually don't do it, but I talked to the kid on the phone. I was like, man, this kid's, he's, you know, he's a really good salesman and, or, or he's a good kid. <laughs> and so uh, I was like, look, we're going to Mexico, meet us in Mexico and uh, come down and spend a week and you're going to be put to work. Like whatever, you know, Clay's your boss, whatever he says, do you do. And uh, anyway, he got down there. He'd never even caught a sailfish before. <clears throat> and, uh, you know, we're just catching tons of them down there, pulling dredges and, and everything. Man, that kid had job offers from other boats on the dock he was cleaning our boat the whole time like you know most people would be done for the day he was cleaning he was very professional clean cut just a nice kid and uh since doing that trip i mean he's been working all summer on some of the best boats like north carolina tournament circuit awesome. on the big rock tournament uh he's yeah he's been so i can't wait to have him to costa rica too so anyway you know that's what you need to do you got to go and say hey i need i will wax i will whatever you need me to do i just need to be on that boat and learn you know do do that for a few years you know then then the mate that's getting paid will want a couple of days off and once you're you know you can do it you know you've proven yourself you'll end up filling in for him for a couple of days and get paid and then you'll fill in for the boat next to you and that's how you do it and you just you know everyone around you is is a potential boss you know and you're on the marinas so knowing people and, and getting to know people is huge Right? Yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah. So, you know, I've had people message me before. Hey, you know, I would like to run one of your boats. And look at the guys like, I saw this guy, you know, on the intercoastal waterway one day being a complete idiot. You know, like, you know, you, you never know who, who's, who's around you and who you may need later. So, you know, I was like, I'm definitely not giving this kid a job. I guess the better question would be, for somebody buying their first boat, you started off with a six foot plastic boat, you said, but you, but, um, yeah, work your way up. Right. So where, where would you say for somebody like myself or somebody that wants to just go, uh, hit kelp patties or whatever, just little offshore, 14 miles out, easy done. Um, what, what would you say would be a good starting point? You know, like you're on the Pacific, so it's pretty calm, you know, just swell, you know, you can do small boats, you know, 20 some 23 feet be fine you know but like i said it's like do i want to be a flats fish and go offshore what's like in areas in the atlantic it's rough you know you got a lot of a lot of except for south florida but like you know most of the atlantic is rough and can get really rough offshore um you know i say start out get get comfortable with like a 20-foot boat be able to dock that thing in any current any wind and not you know pull it, put it wherever you want it and then work your way up depending on the type of fishing you want to do you know what I mean? It's, Just these joysticks and stuff that people have on boats that they think it's like a, a game. You can just 
point the direction of the joystick and the boat will go there. And that's, that's just, don't depend on that for one. And it's not that great either. You know, like I would never, I've never wanted a boat with a joystick. You know, I just need to just do it, you know, learn to drive the boat. And then selling the boat's a whole other thing too. I mean, it's, it's a pain to sell a boat, right? Yeah, we've been pretty fortunate, um, you know, on buying boats right, putting some, some elbow grease in them, doing some work to them. And then, uh, and selling them, we've done we've done pretty good with that. But it is a, you know, it's a survey. It's like buying a house. You know, you you find a boat you like, you make an offer. They accept the offer based on sea trial and survey. So if the if the listing says it's got X Y Z and it runs this fast, and then you get on the boat and then it runs a different speed, probably less, and it doesn't have X Y and Z that you thought it did, then you're like, all right, well. It's not performing like you said, so we need to take off X amount of dollars. And then you have a survey, which is uh, typically the survey a boat runs about $30 a foot, and they'll go through the boat and check everything out. Um, then you get another engine surveyor that comes and surveys the engine. They haul it, you know, do all that stuff, and then you get your report back. You say, well, these things aren't up to par. You know, it, little pumps and stuff don't matter. It's a used boat. Stuff's not going to always work. But, uh, you know, major things that you would negotiate the price of the boat, that's where it gets into. And that can get really bad sometimes, especially an owner like you don't know there's a problem. You're like, look, boat's great to me. They get into it in depth and they find something. And that can be a real shock for buyer and seller. That's why maintenance, maintenance is so important on boats and, and uh, services and cleaning and everything, right? Like, what's your routine on your boats? Let's see, we've painted a couple boats this year. We've, you know, anything from repowering, we uh, put a new engine on one of the little boats, which is no big deal. But, you know, you get into uh, repowering boats and, you know, paint jobs. Like if you put it in the boat yard and want to paint a 60-foot boat and they're going to do the whole thing and you come back and it's painted, you're talking a couple hundred thousand bucks, you know, to paint the thing. So that's not our program. We, you know, I'm out there saying it. I do it myself, you know. Um, but yeah, maintenance is probably a bigger expense than the buying of the boat. Definitely, definitely. Because at any time, you know, something goes, you hit something with the propeller, you got to replace that. It just racks up real quick, you know, really quick. How often are you maintaining your charter boats? I mean, obviously, every trip you're cleaning them and doing stuff, but. For the most part, oil changes, uh, anything that goes bad and stuff, you're having to take care of. So is that is is there something every constant? I mean, it depends on you know they say the best, most dependable boat is a single engine boat because that guy makes sure that that that's his only engine. So he's making sure that all the belts are replaced on time and stuff like that. Whereas the guy with the twin engine boat, they say he's always got an extra engine to put home on. But there's always something to do. You know, on a on a very well kept boat, you know, yacht quality, you're gonna probably they say spend two days of maintenance for every one day of fishing. So uh, you know, cleaning, just air filters. There's just so many systems. You got generators, air conditioners. Just there's so much stuff to maintain. And I mean, most boats out here have you know at least one or two full time people on salary. All they do is babysit the boat. And these are boats that are not running all the time, just a private boat that's, uh, that's just, they got to keep it floating and keep it all shining and screws tight. 
What uh, what trips do you have coming up? Anything good? Uh, you said you were going to go fishing for the first time on that boat? On this boat, Saturday. So uh, we're excited. The marlin bite's hot. I mean, there's like a ton of marlins out there, a bunch of sailfish. Uh, so we're really excited. A cr- crowd from a, our neighbor boat, the Chunda, they're going to go with us. And Kelly, um, Kelly Strange, she's here. So we're going to go first day on Saturday. And then I've got mechanic, back to maintenance, mechanic lined up for Monday or Tuesday to either do oil change and then fix whatever, you know, you know, it's shakedown show. We got to see what's, we think everything works. We've run the boat, but this will be our first day offshore on it all day. So just to make sure our tournament starts Thursday. So we want to make sure everything's ready to go on uh, for Thursday. Wow, dude. That yeah, we're excited. So we're excited, man. It's awesome. It's a good place. Like the crowd down here is really good. The marina, it's just a great, great place. Like surfing's awesome here. So we're doing a lot of exploring around. Kelly's going to learn to surf. I'm excited about that. And I'm getting back into it. We're surfing like five days a week, exploring new spots. Dude, and then now so fishing epic. season's getting here. We'll start fishing more. But you got to put fuel in the boat. Yeah, exactly. So you got a house going up over there. Yeah, we're moving on. Uh, we're renting for a year. We move in uh, February 1st. It's like right behind the marine on the top of the mountain. We can see the Pacific. It's in the jungle. Super excited. Super excited. So, you know, it's, here's another adventure. <laughs> I told, like I said, I told Kelly, we're, we're just going to have a boat in Costa Rica. You know, it doesn't mean we're moving. We're not going anywhere. It's just we want to get in there. We'll have it. Well, that like turned into moving, moving into we'll a move, house. Moving in on February 1st. <laughs> so we're staying on the boat right now uh, until February 1st. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, we went, went home for the New Year's and Christmas, and we're back. Kate got back here on New Year's Day. We were ready to get back. You saw, you've been here quite a bit, huh? I've never been to Costa Rica. Really? Okay. Never. I thought you had. No, never been to Costa Rica. I want yeah, to go to Costa Rica. This place cool is amazing. Um, I, have some, I have a buddy that runs uh, some surf camps over there and stuff. Um, the Carell family. But uh, yeah, dude, I've, I've gotten invited over there a couple times. And every single time I'm like, oh, dude, I got invited to another swell or I got to get over there. Um, it looks amazing. And the fishing is insane too, I heard. so It's a good, it, like, if you like the outdoors and the beach scene and the fishing and all that, I mean, it's all right here. I mean, you know, the surf, like, there's a good break next to the marina. Um, it's just a, I mean, if this is what you like to do, this is the place to be. How often are you surfing? Five days a week. Really? Yeah. Good for you. Yeah. I'm getting back into it, you know? So I used to surf all the time when I was younger, but then I started fishing more, surfing less. We don't have much of a break in the Bahamas. We have this one reef break behind the house that breaks a few times a year. When it does, we Clay and I would go out there and surf that. But there's surf here like every day, just about. So it's, it's nice. Either fishing really or nice. surfing, right? Yep. How- Exploring around jungle. How is the the fishing there compared to like everywhere else that you fish? I mean, is, are the currents and and the um, tide changes huge there, and or is it pretty uh, consistent? It's consistent. I mean, this is probably what's well, why we cho- chose this place. It's probably one of the best bill fishing destinations in the world. Guatemala is great, just the north of us. Um, we don't have the huge fish like Madeira has really big fish off of Portugal, big blue marlin, but you could go a few days and not see a fish. You know, Cape Verde, the same way. A lot of, you know, big fish, but not like, huge quantities. And that's a long ways away. You know, I've served, I mean, I've uh, fished the Great Barrier Reef for a month, you know, and that was, that's world-class fishing, obviously. But uh, for quantity and 
pretty much year-round fishing. And I mean, that's it's calm here all the time. You know, the Atlantic's rough. A lot of places are rough. So it's pretty calm year-round. Fishing's good year-round. And I mean, like right now, I mean, people are seeing like my buddy raised nine blue marlin yesterday. Nine? Raised nine, caught five. Yeah. 25 miles off the beach. Yeah. So, I mean, it's awesome. I mean, it is just world-class fishing. And it's easy places to get to. The cost of living down here is I was cheap. just going to ask. Yeah. What's the, yeah. What, is it, is it affordable or? Oh yeah. I mean, you know, the Bahamas, you know, I'm in a lot of places. A lot of places are really expensive, difficult to get to. You know, this transportation is easy. Flights, multiple flights daily into here. It's cheap. I mean, the list goes on. And the people around here are so friendly to foreigners. I mean, everybody wants to make sure you're happy. It's just a good, I mean, it checks all the boxes for me. You know, so like if you're looking for the, most people speak English that you'll deal with. So, you know, if you're like, well, I don't speak the language or whatever, don't be afraid of that. You know, coming down to Costa Rica is, you know, it's safe, it's inexpensive, it's friendly. No matter what you do, I mean, zip line and surfing, fishing, everything, whitewater rafting, it's all right here in the same general area. Oh, I've heard there's some So you can hit it all. The mountains come right down to the beach. And uh, so, you know, you can bring your family down, fish a day, do whitewater rafting the next day, do the monkeys. I mean, the monkeys are all over the beach, which is pretty cool. I've gotten to like those guys a lot. Um, zip line and restaurants, great restaurants everywhere. So it's all really concentrated into one area but it's still unique in the fact that it's still like you're in central america it's not like you're going to cancun or something that it's playing a hollywood kind of stuff you know it's it's all authentic local uh it's a great experience overall so i take it you're going to use that boat and start chargers on that when do you plan on doing that um we're not we're just we're fishing for us right now on this boat here um you know just gonna get back to doing what i like i love to do which is fishing and then we'll have our operation on in uh andros going strong and then whenever we get another boat for the atlantic side we'll charter that we may later in the coming years charter a boat over here but as of right now we're just having our friends and we're just having a good time fishing you know it's gonna just take the uh you know charter fishing seems like hey you know you get a fish every day on the water but you add a different element to it when you're you got people that have paid a lot of money and you get a slow day or something, you know, like you're like, man, the bite was great yesterday. So it's not like you're just cracking a beer and, and fishing with your friends. When you got people paying, you got to be on it. And if you miss a fish, let's say you've been waiting all day, you get a marlin up on the teaser and you feed them and you miss the fish. Well, that was like a fish of a lifetime for that person. They came, they've come a long ways, you know, travel wise to get to you. And then they paid all this money and then, then, they, then we miss a fish for them. You know, that's, you know, it's stressful. It gets stressful. Gosh, they're here to do one thing only. We got to make that happen. You know? Yeah, I don't know how you And do. in other areas, like where wind and currents and stuff, there's nothing, they're out of, out of your control. You know, the wind switches the wrong direction. And you know that wind direction, bite turns off, but you're scheduled to go that day anyway. You're like, please let this happen today for these people. You know, you got to make it happen. So, <laughs> so it crazy. does, it, you know, the idea sounds like really, oh man, riding in a boat all day, fishing, you know, it's, uh, which I love it. I mean, it's great. What else are you going to do? But it does, it's, it's a lot more to it than uh, yeah. just riding around, you know, absolutely late nights 
fixing stuff from the day before so you can fish the next day. That's always an element of, of charter boat lifestyle. How long have you been so, with Salt Life now? Oh, like 2013. No way. It's been a while, 2013, right? 2013, 2014, yeah. And I still feel like I'm new. I feel like I'm the new guy still. <laughs> but yeah, I guess it's been a while, man. Wow. Dude, I, I was thinking about it the other... I think I've been since 2016 or 2017. So it's funny, like, thinking back and you're like, whoa, holy smokes. Like, it's been that long already? Yeah, because I was, I was just a couple of years when you came on. I remember. Oh, cool. Yeah, Kelly just joined the team, so I'm really excited about that. So she's going to be... Uh, Sporting some salt life stuff and fishing with us and doing doing all the all the group activities with us. So. Epic, dude. Well, hey, but we'll have to have you down here, man. I know. I was gonna just say I want to get down there so bad. I still have your number, so I got to text you. And I yeah. I really do need to just focus on setting a trip up and coming yeah. over, hanging out, and doing that. How long are you gonna be in Costa Rica? Got a one way ticket, man. Perfect. <laughs> I don't. I don't have a. Run. I don't have a. Run. I, we have to. Do, we do have to do border runs every three months. Okay. You know, it might go to Panama or somewhere real quick. But yeah, we're we're here. We're cool. here for you know, at least till late spring. Hey, for the people that, that are listening in still right now, um, how can they go book a charter with with you? Just check us out on we're on social uh, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube, Carolina Gentleman Sport Fishing, and just send us a private message, man, and we'll put you on put you on the fish. I love it. You know, wherever we are, you know. So, uh, but yeah, we're just for right now, we're not doing Costa Rica, but we may do some trips to Panama or Mexico or something like that. So, yeah, we're, we're, we love to travel and chase fish and everything. So, you know, if you're wondering about a certain area, we can probably help you with it. Cool. Thank you so much, Skipper. Yeah, man. Good to talk to you again. Yeah, you too. Thanks, everybody, for listening in to today's podcast. We'll catch you next time. Thanks for listening in to Above and Below a Salt Life podcast. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at Real Salt Life. If you've enjoyed this episode, rate and review us on Apple or Spotify or wherever you listen to your podcast to help spread the word. And remember, stay salty.